Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving Iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving Iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum, now part of the Global Ag Network, and check them out at www.globalagnetwork.com. Glenn, welcome to the show, man. How you been? Hey, Casey. Good. Just getting ready for Thanksgiving. I hear you, man. I hear you. So we're getting ready. We're starting up here, getting ready to talk about uh, what we're going to go, and you brought up retirement plans, which is a pretty, pretty timely topic here. Now we're talking about tax stuff for the last couple of weeks and now we're going to move into some retirement planning and what that looks like and there's always tax issues that come along with that so you brought up a uh, a pretty good one that i hadn't heard of called defined benefit plans and and how that works so why don't you yep. run that down for us yeah so we you know we've talked the last few times about you know different ways to you know defer income you know accelerate expenses right to kind of manage our taxable income so one of them that we haven't talked about yet is a retirement plan, right? So you can, you know, we're going to primarily talk about self-employed people, um, although you can do this with, with wages too. But, you know, so basically you can fund your own retirement and contribute money, right, into your retirement account. You don't have to pay income tax on it, right? And so you kind of get the tax deduction this year. Now, later on, when you retire and you, and you have to pull that money out, then it's taxed at that time. So that's that's what we call, you know, it's tax deferred, right? This is not a permanent tax deferral. It's just we're, we're, we can avoid the tax right now, just later on when we're retired, and hopefully we're in a lower tax bracket when we're retired. Potentially, that's a smarter move, get taxed on it at that time. So that's what we're going to talk about today, just some different options. Okay. The probably the most common one for you know self-employed farmers that I deal with is called a set plan. It's a simplified employee pension, and that one is entirely an employer contribution, and it's basically about it's pretty much going to be 20% of your schedule of net income. You can contribute that. So you know, simple math. You know, if I make a hundred thousand dollars on my schedule F, I can contribute twenty thousand dollars. To the set plan, I'm only going to actually then be taxed on eighty thousand dollars of of my income. So that's that's that twenty thousand dollar deduction, and then I do not have to make that contribution actually until the due date of my tax return. So basically, I can actually make this decision you know, next March, next April, which is kind of nice, right? If I depend on you know where my income's at, so it gives me flexibility. So again, it's twenty percent of Schedule F income. Um, the maximum is uh, $55,000, and you do generally then have to do the same amount. If you do have an employee, you know, you'd have to do that same amount. So if you're doing, you know, 20% of your income, you contribute, you know, 20% of your employee income. So that can be a little tricky, but that's one of the big things to remember is there's a lot of rules around discrimination and test, you know, the IRS looks looks at things and wants to kind of make sure you're treating, you know, your employees fairly. So you got to keep that in mind. Now, with the set plan, generally speaking, the employee um, has got to be with you three years. 
So, you know, the first year, the first two years, you have an employee, you actually don't have to make a contribution. Um, so again, it's complicated. Um, you definitely want to talk to, you know, a tax advisor on this. Um, but just know that you can, def you know, defer up to about 20% of your Schedule F income up to $55,000. Um, there's also a 401k plan, and that's a little more common, you know, in, in the business world for employees. Um, generally, they're just more forms, more hoops to jump through. You can do what's called a solo 401k, meaning it's just, just yourself, you don't have any employees. Um, the amounts can generally just be a little bit higher um, for a 401k, but not, not really too much different than a set plan, but generally you can, you can just make a little bit higher contributions. You have both um, employee deferrals and you have an employer contribution. So, but there are more rules to deal with on 401k plans. But again, I would say most of my farmer clients probably have a set plan. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about what, what you kind of led into Casey, was this defined benefit plan. And it's, it's really kind of a hybrid plan. It's called a cash balance plan, okay? Now this, this works really pretty well with a 401k plan, but this really gets complicated, okay? You have to involve actuaries, and you know, they do have to do all sorts of calculations. There's more forms, more hoops to jump. But I just want to kind of give, you know, the, the listeners today just, just some ideas, and you, you know, you can check it out on your own. But the concept here is that it's a defined benefit plan, um, which means, you know, the big thing here is the older that the person is, and the more money that they make, you know, you can actually fund a much bigger contribution than just the $55,000. Because the concept is, okay, well, you know, if, if, if this person's gonna be retiring in five years and we've agreed to, you know, pay him a certain amount of money for, you know, 10 years out of retirement, right? And I don't have much funded, you know, it's kind of like some of the government issues, right? You know, if there's these unfunded pensions, you know, of the state government, if I don't have much funded, then the actuaries basically can let me make a pretty large contribution, right, in order to get my funding level caught up. So instead of doing, you know, $55,000, um, you know, potentially you could, you know, be able to do like $200,000, $250,000. I mean, these are big numbers. Again, you've got to check run the numbers, the employee, the other employees, if they're younger than you, you don't have to make near as much of a contribution. Um, so it has potential for a farmer, let's just say, you know, they don't have any employees and they're nearing retirement, you've generally got to make a three or five year commitment on this. So you don't, you don't want to do this like the last year you're farming, but potentially you could shelter a lot of income a lot more than you know the fifty-five thousand dollars, and you might say, "Well, yeah, I'm not. I don't have that much. Not making that much money currently right now, you know." And that's generally true, obviously, with you know prices and things. But many farmers have a lot of grain that they've carried over for many, many years. You know, they, they've deferred that, and so there's a lot of earned income sitting there that's going to be taxed. So you pretty much know, hey, even if I don't make any more money on my farm. For the next few years, by kind of break even, you know, I still have a million dollars of grain on hand, or a million and a half dollars, and that's the source of the earned income from which to to be able to fund a cash balance plan. Okay. All right. So you're saying like, <clears throat> I'm sure I'm saying this right. So if I am a young guy going in and I'm gonna uh, buy out another farmer or whatever, or I'm gonna expand my farm, and this guy's retiring, so I'm gonna, instead of just cutting him a check for a million bucks. 
I do something over five or six years, you know, 200,000 bucks a year over five years, and that could, you could put that into this plan. Is that, if I understand that right? Um, I haven't generally seen it in that light. It's, again, usually we're talking about, you know, the, the older farmer, the farmer that's near retirement, and they, they just, it's, it's their income. They've earned that grain, right? It's it's their it's their grain. They just have it reported on their tax return. Oh, okay. And so they're they're in charge here. And so hey, instead of having to report all this income on your tax return, you can make a very large retirement plan contribution to defer that. Again, you know, you eventually are going to pay tax on it. Right. Um, and even if you die, just to keep in mind, you know, uh, these retirement plan assets are one of the few assets that you don't get a step up basis on. You know, so if I own land and I bought it for a thousand dollars an acre, now it's worth ten thousand dollars an acre. Right? If I die, my my heirs are going to inherit that and likely get a step up a basis. And you know, if they sell the land the next day for ten thousand dollars, they won't owe any income tax. Okay? If I have a million dollars money in my retirement account and I die. It goes to my heirs, but you do not get a step up in basis, and they have they have to pull it out over their lifetime, and so they're going to pick up this income pension. So this is just a deferral gain. You will eventually have to recognize this as income, but instead of you know getting hit with this real big tax liability, hey, why don't I maybe consider if I can fund it, right? I got to have the cash flow. If I've got lines of credit and other debt, maybe I can't fund this retirement plan. But if I can fund it, got to run the math, but. Could be a good way to defer that income and not have to pull it out for you know another 20 30 years so yeah. that that money's working for you that time yep we're on the dice that tax rates are going to be oh. a little less or maybe the same or something like that down yeah. the road that's and that is i was going to actually bring that up i mean in 2018 2019 you know 2020 we feel pretty pretty comfortable that the rates aren't going to change um but generally speaking, we've got some pretty low rates right now. So you can make an argument that, you know, is this the best time to fund a retirement plan? Because you're not maybe getting quite as big a bank buck, right, if rates are low right now. But, yeah, we've got to have our crystal ball and figure out what our tax rates going to be, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. It's hard to tell. So just know that if, if you can do more than the set plan, you know, the 55000 it's you know, you don't have to go up near as high, you know, $200,000, $250,000. You don't, you don't have to do that much. Um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting option for people that are nearing retirement um, because, again, you can fund it so heavily those last few years. But it does come at a cost. There, there's complexity. There's forms to fill out. There's actuaries. So you don't want to go into this lightly. you got to make sure you understand it. So a dead the question I have came to mind here. So if I do this, let's say I put, you know, I, I'm retiring this year and I sold a bunch of grain or whatever, and I put a couple hundred thousand dollars into this into this plan like you're talking about. Does it show up when I do my my accounting and the, and the actual paperwork? Does it show up that I I have two hundred thousand dollars less worth of income, therefore I'd have a, a potential loss on the farm? Is that is that how that would work, or is that Good question. Um, so the one thing I haven't mentioned yet is this this retirement plan contribution for yourself. Again, let's assume you're self-employed. It is not. It is a deduction for income tax purposes, but it's not a deduction for self-employment tax purposes. So you will have to pay self-employment tax on it. Um, 
but generally speaking, that 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 ends up being about three percent once your income goes over about one hundred thirty thousand dollars. So it's not like fifteen percent if your income is below that. But but to answer your question, this deduction wouldn't actually show up on your Schedule F. Um, it actually shows up on page one of your ten forty. So so your Schedule F would, would not show the your your personal you know um, contribution. But but if you were looking at you know just an income statement that you want to give your banker, you know, it would be an expense. And so you'd have, you know, you obviously explain that to your banker. Um, but typically you're not able to show a loss overall because you have to have earned income in order to make this contribution. Right. It's never that scenario, that set plan. If I have a hundred thousand dollars earned income, I can make a $20,000 contribution. Right. If I only have a thousand dollars earned income, you know, I can't make a $20,000 contribution. So you're going to have to show quite a bit of income in order to do this. Um, so you do have to keep that in mind again, just from a cash flow standpoint. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. if you got a line of credit against that grain, right? If you sell the grain, um, and you you having to fund, you know, a big number. What? How am I going to pay off the line of credit? Yeah. So you have to really communicate with your bank yeah. how to do it. You know, is it really worth it to go that to fund my retirement plan? Um, how much tax am I really going to save? But again, just know it's a it's a good option. If you if you want to really invest long term in the market, right? If if you have other plans with that grain, if you want to buy another piece of land or do something else with it, then this probably is going to work right? because most likely you're going to put this in you know bonds, stocks, some something of that nature. So you're really diversifying. You know, you're taking agriculture assets, grain, uh, and putting it into the market. So that that's got to be a key thing too that you're comfortable with the stock market or bonds and you know how you want to do it. So. Um, it's a lot more than just taxes to consider on this. Right on, right on. All right, Glenn. Well, plenty of uh, stuff to get ready for for the end of the year. So, if people have any tax questions, or maybe uh, they found some nugget in here they want to further expand on, how would uh, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, it's best to call our office here at Heinold Banwards. Uh, our phone number is three zero nine six nine four four two five one. Um, you can always look me up on Twitter. My handle is at Glenn Burbach. Right on, Glenn. All right, buddy. Well, this is the Moving Iron Podcast, and we are part of the Global Ag Network. So check it out at globalagnetwork.com for more information and how things roll up from there. So, Glenn, have yourself a good Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. You too, Casey. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Moving iron in the 21st century.